back for another episode of Meatball Thoughts. I have a very special guest here with me today, Brian Cheng. I hope I'm saying that correctly, uh, of the Edible Story uh, catering company here in Toronto. Brian, welcome. Thank you for you taking the time out of your morning, day off. I know these are this is valuable, valuable hours, especially for anybody who's like, great, have a day off. Mm-hmm. I can breathe. I'll wait. Now, now I've committed to go talk to an asshole about the restaurant industry. It's <laughs> definitely something I gotta do more often. You know, talk, dude. I think it's a great and, way. And and I think that's that was a big thing for me starting this was like, yeah, you you bump into like people all the time. Like I met you um, through Nick Stark. Just he was having people over, and I was like, mm-hmm. cool, man. Like fucking yeah, let's get you on the pod. Yeah. Um, I'll be at my wires crossed a bit this morning, and I. Was thought I was texting a different Brian and I messed up, but um, arguably the most perfect uh, mistake ever. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's it's important because like we have these conversations just like at a bar or in passing. You're like, oh, cool, you work here now. Nice to bump into you, touch hands, it's whatever, and you talk about these things very quickly. But then nobody ever, nobody's ever like, kind of. I mean for lack of a better idea, like recording it and just being like, hey, here it is. It's in a raw raw state. Let's just chat. But um, for for the people who are listening, and uh, albeit small at, at this point, but um, tell, us, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into food? How did... What, what keeps you around food? Because I know a bunch of people got the fuck out during the pandemic. Yeah. And the pandemic is kind of coming to a close. Yeah, dude. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, well, just to go back on the the talking part, it's like, like yeah, like when I when I started cooking, I was so, like, antisocial, like, mm-hmm. didn't believe in talking to people. Mm-hmm. But as you get older and more mature, I guess talking is very, very helpful. Yeah. And you just, 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 just having someone to listen to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I started out, it's kind of like just a similar story, I guess. I, you know, I was bad in high school, you know, needed a lot of credits to pass, went to summer school every year. And then, um, I just started taking co-op mm-hmm. and then I went to co-op, I did a four period co-op at the Sheridan in Richmond Hill. That's where I was living at the time and loved it. You know, every day I was spending way more hour, more time than I had to there. Yeah. And then eventually got got like a part-time job there so mm-hmm. after the quad bars i get paid for some few hours i did the same shit right school. it's yeah, like a golf course and like <laughs> and it's like and i needed like i needed six credits to pass so it was just yeah. like two in one and then four in one semester and i was yeah. just like oh this is so yeah. good boom done and then yeah i mean that was great i was very fortunate to have really good people to work for with with there too mm-hmm. like these people were just powerhouses and it, i just really i think it really gave me like a solid solid like first look Mm. And uh, what a kitchen is. Interesting. And um, then, you know, they always used to tell me, the, the old, like the, the old timers there, um, be like, oh, if people who start in hotels and like get really busy can work anywhere. But if you start in restaurants, you might not be able to work in hotels later because of this <laughs> and this and this, you know, like the large yeah, quantity yeah, and yeah, the politics yeah. and all this stuff. And it, um, that's true. Eh? The politics, the politics is like half the goddamn battle. It's And I will say, I don't have the politics. And I've been in restaurants and that's, most of the time. That's very great how you can actually like make that self-awareness. You yeah. Know, like, because for me, like, I I feel like I'm pretty good at the politics. Yeah. Like, I, I just people just some people like me, like by default, kind of. Yeah. Um, and I guess I, you know I just I just like to help them spend more time in the kitchen. Like, I spend a lot of hours when I used to work in kitchens. I spent a lot of hours extra mm-hmm. just to do stuff and get really involved. 
Um, but yeah, so that's just really how I started. And then um, after that, I I was looking for like what the next option was, mm-hmm. and it was an apprenticeship. And um, I guess a proud history moment for me is just like, I kind of think that I'm one of the last generations of cooks that actually did an actual apprenticeship where you get like the skill book. Yeah. They get like it all signed and like you yeah, actually go through the, each skill with your chef and he's like, oh, do you know how to do this? You know, like obviously some of them were just like signed yeah, off or whatever, yeah, yeah. but like for the most part, it was you still had to go through the book. Yeah. Do you still have the book? You know what? Is it, is it, is it on book. your bookshelf next to like it's your not, favorite cookbook? And- but <laughs> in my mom's house, I have this little drawer beside my uh, bed yeah. that I kept all like these old ah. recipes and stuff. And every time I visit her, I go up there and I just like flip through and walk like, in the room slowly oh, you know like like a movie and i just like flip through them and stuff and i find yeah. some crazy stuff in there and you're like yo recipes. i was actually learning some fucking cool shit exactly and yeah and that was that yeah so yeah that book is still there so i did the apprenticeship i had yeah. to find a chef so that was uh that was the interesting part because like there's no information out there and i think that's mm. that was hard for i think for a lot of people like there's no information out there on how to take an apprenticeship mm-hmm you really have to just ask people and they, they tell you how to do it and a lot of people didn't even know how to do it because mm. um, like you have to basically find a chef that will take you in yeah 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 and um, but a lot of times people would tell me it's just like a program at George Brown like it is a program at George Brown but you mm-hmm. still have to find a chef to sponsor you pretty much yeah yeah okay. so and then yeah like I <clears throat> I, I uh, worked at um, like I applied at Angus Glen Golf Club cool and um, so you were part of the um, what's the, the the overarching company it's, it might be like Angus Glenn something. I don't oh, know. fuck. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, they uh, do like real estate. They do a but lot it of was, stuff. But it uh, it's, it's like this this global conglomerate of these golf courses. It's a company that manages oh, yeah? them all. Oh, fuck. I used to work at one. That was like one of my first jobs was at a golf course as well. And and, and I was just like, oh, I can't remember the name. But it was basically like the Walmart of golf yeah, courses. And like they, just own, they own a gajillion of them. But anyways, uh, you're yeah. at Angus Glenn. Yeah, so I'm at Angus Glenn and... Probably the worst job. Oh, ever. <laughs> and like fired early. Well, I mean, like it is what it is, right? And people yeah, that worked yeah. there knew what it, what it was like. Oh, um, no. You know, wedding, I, wedding season. Son. They they had uh, three rooms there for three hundred each, so we would do Oof. like three parties at once, and, and then they had like um, an outdoor terrace as well, yeah, and like yeah. past live past the stations. Like I, yeah. but I did I did gain a lot of experience there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, yeah, there's a lot of different stations that were live. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Um, also teaches you how to be so personable or not so personal but like personable enough and you're like okay cool I have to keep shit tight so I don't look like a slob so that however much money exactly. they're paying to come and eat this the responsibility is on you whatever the fuck yeah. if you screw up there yep. it's not like you're behind the scenes you're really just in the yep. front so that was yeah that was good um, you know learn that type of stuff I only worked there for like three four months because mm-hmm. you know I didn't really like it that much um, uh like I tried to get the chef to sponsor me there, but he just didn't really know how, you know, and, ah, and, like, and just kind of didn't didn't like, want to put in that like that he, research for yeah he just yeah. didn't like he just didn't know how I don't like you know huh. and then um and then I applied to other places and then I got um an interview with uh, Patrick Lynn, nice. really old school uh, Toronto chef yeah. Um, at the census at the four uh, no sorry not four seasons he we used to work at the four seasons I got it at the, he was working at the uh, census at the Soho Metropolitan yeah downtown okay. um, and he was taking over um, Claudio he was leaving mm-hmm. so that was that was great and then so I went there and then I had my started my apprenticeship there it was really good and you're good to go it was really good yeah that was probably one of the 
best experiences because like you know that saying where like you really learn from people around you mm. not so much just the chef yeah like yes the chef well it's he's like, like yeah you can like, learn how to cook his fucking food like but like at the end of the day if you're not absorbing what the other people mm-hmm. around you're doing or their their mentalities or their habits or their oh i kind of like that but I, exactly. i'm gonna apply this in a certain way to my own style yeah exactly yeah. and you know and at that age i was absorbing like like mad how, how old are you at this time I was 18. 18. 18, yeah. 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 And then, um, Dude, and then, because uh, I did co op out of, that's a I did co op out of, uh, high school. Uh, high school, right? Yeah, so it was yeah, pretty, yeah. And then, um, but yeah, and it was, it was good. Like, I had, I was very fortunate to have t- two sous chefs that were, I'm still friends with today. Nice. Who are like super proper, you know? Like, yeah. they were just like so, like, proper and like wouldn't let you do certain things, you know? Like, yeah. and, um, so well, that they, was really they good. have that level of discipline. How yeah. how how much older were they? Ten years older. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. So they they had already gone through their their fuck days. They're like, I'm gonna fuck it all up. Yeah. Keep stay disciplined, keep it in line, and then they they gave that to you, which mm-hmm. is fucking it was really good. Yeah. That's invaluable. And then um, at eighteen, nice. And then I was able. I was there for yeah three years. And you know how like the apprenticeship, you you go to school. Yeah. You like. I don't know what it's like six, eight, six to eight months of work, and then like you go that. to your first yeah. thing, and then come back to work, and you go back for your second advance, and then you go back for your final year mm-hmm. at the uh, apprenticeship place. And uh, yeah, it was it was really good. It was it was really good time. Yeah, learned a lot. Like this place was making stocks, like every like duck stock, like lobster stock, like oxtail consomme, you know, stuff that like yeah. at the time was like very advanced. Yeah, and like very like it was very French still too as well. Yeah. Um, we had I feel like, like I feel like most things back in the day in Toronto from from what I hear and what I've what I've talked to people about is like we went through this massive French and then gastronomy yeah. phase and now we're just yeah. kind of getting into the whole keep it local phase more and more and more more low key stuff yeah like littler niche trends mm-hmm. you know like um, but yeah there though we used to break down you know uh, crabs lobsters you know gooey duck. You know, like, Bird. really weird stuff. You know, like, we used to do, like, Chilean sea bass. We don't really work with anymore, you know, nowadays, yeah. you know, yeah. things like that. I was, yeah. Had my first foie there, you know. Oh. It was life-changing. I used to, like, sneak into the Grand Manger fridge because of all the trim and just eat that. Do you know, remember like, the good old days when, when yeah. people put foie on everything and, yeah. and it the, was, the ethicalness nobody really gave a yeah. shit about? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't exist, that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's, then after that, I, you know, worked it up bunch of other restaurants yeah bounce around a bunch bounce around a bit i worked at uh, a burst pommier for nice. uh i worked there for two years on two separate occasions and oh, in cool. between yeah because they switched they switched uh switch chefs a lot there so yeah. and then i went to uh like after i worked for a bit um i got kind of bored of the industry because mm. it was kind of i just felt Isn't like that interesting though some people like i went through that at like uh I think it was like 22 23 because i've been in it for like six years yeah. and i was just like and you're probably going hard right because when you're younger you kind of like it's not it's just like yeah this is i moved to the city at 18 got a job at grace at 19 was at grace for two and a half years then edgeless and then i was just like and then i was like all right I don't even know if I want to cook anymore. Like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just fucking nuts. And then I got a job at Electric Mud, and I was like, oh, food can be fun and wicked delicious, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Yeah. Did the boredom? What? How did the boredom like come out? Come about? Like, was well, it, the, more it like... just came about because you're like you end up, or at least in my case, right? I I, I can't speak for anybody else, but like mm. in my case, it was one of those things where I was like, I was like, yo, like there must be more than just like I, you know, because I'd be at Edgeless. Anywhere from, I think a, a, a slow day was 13 hours and a juicy day was fucking 17, you know? Yeah. It's like every Sunday was seven, it was like a 15 to 17 hour day guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, I just didn't, I couldn't reconcile the, 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 the like, you know, what people now call work-life balance, which like I wasn't trying to have at the time. I was just trying to work and because I thought that was how my skills would develop. And certainly it does, but like by the same token, there wasn't a lot of intrinsic motivation um, to, 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 to develop my skills outside of a kitchen. Whereas I was just like, well, I'll just work 12, 13 hours a day and I'll just keep, I'll get my practice in there. It's like, yeah, but you could also just like work nine to 10 hours a day and get just as much at home practice on some other random shit. Um, You're talking like non-related cooking, cooking stuff, right? No, like even We're related, like, even just like, like outside, like just cooking, like, yeah, just like cooking like for bartending yourself. Or like, cooking for yourself, I think is one of the most undervalued practicing things. Like what a lot of people say staff meal is when you're a young cook, it's like, that's a legitimate like you can practice yeah, 100%. a lot of skills just cooking staff meal for mm-hmm. people. Um, now you know the places. The last couple of places I've worked, nobody really does staff meal anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, kind like, of a bummer. Like back in the day, like when they used to tell me, like if you work in a hotel, you'll be able to work in other places. Like yeah. in a restaurant, you're never gonna, you might never make a club sandwich. You'll never, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's not in the menu, you're never gonna make a chicken club. You know? Yeah. And then like ten years later down the road, you you, you gotta make one. <laughs> Like, you know? what's, what goes on a fucking club? Ugh. But then that also goes back to what you're saying is like you might make it at home, mm-hmm. right? And then you start to, you know, I don't know, I guess apply some of the skills you've learned. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. eggs. Eggs for me was like an at home thing. I grew up with farm fresh eggs. Mm. I love the flavor of eggs. Love eggs. It's great now that like the diner is going back to, like I was telling you uh, just before before we started this, like we're having, we're getting our own chickens this year. Which is amazing. I get to go back to having, like I've spent the last, you know, almost 10 years having to buy eggs that just aren't they're just they just aren't <laughs> like it's not an egg that 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 i respect it's one that i have to use unfortunately mm. but now you know with with the resurgence of that like going back to hyper local and the root stuff like we have the farm we have we're gonna have chickens this year and it's great but like i I realized how much I appreciated eggs at home. I, I wasn't cooking, you know, just even like a fried egg or a scrambled egg or a, just something super simple. Like, you know, I would cook sous vide eggs, mm-hmm. but like, eh. mm. <laughs> like mm. it's, it's too much science for an egg. I think, I think an egg doesn't need all that science um, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, depending on the dish, of course. But, yeah. um, I mean, like a like a fried egg is might almost always beat a sous vide egg. I hundred percent. A fucking soft scrambled egg is the is the the fucking king in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you like scrambled or I what's love your... scrambled eggs, man. I could eat. I eat at least 
five scrambled eggs every day. Oh, easy. I, <laughs> like, I, I, I it's love a massive eggs. source of I fucking eat, protein for me. Like, yeah, no, I can eat a lot of eggs in a day. Mm. I think my I think my record is like maybe twenty. Just yeah, easy. <laughs> You're just shoving, shoving soft boiled <laughs> eggs in your fucking face. Oh man, and when they're hot and fresh, so good. But like you know, when you make egg salad or you make an, something yeah. like large quantity of eggs, you, you like always make extra. Give it, give it a little dip of like right? a little bit of vinegar or some soy or like even. If you're super white trash, like fucking dip it in ketchup and just fucking throw it <laughs> in your face, you're like, I need sugar. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, so oh I say like, like a like a common breakfast we would have is is fried eggs with soy sauce and sesame oil on so, rice. Yeah, and it's like you just mash it all up. Yeah, and you just eat it. It's delicious. Dope. Yeah. Ugh. And recently, um, a dish that I've been eating a lot is like a like a kaya toast style. Like mm-hmm. It's like a where you like do your eggs fried but really runny. Okay. And then you like put like well traditionally they put like something sweet in there too. Okay. But like this one you just put the same thing sesame oil and soy sauce you mash it into a, like a like a like a sauce almost. Okay. And cool. eat it with toast, butter yeah. toast. Like it just fucking just spread it over. Yeah, toast just spread it over or you dip it and it, like it's kind of like you get it in a bowl and you get your toast and you just kind of just eat it as it's oh, let's just go. going. It's really good. I'm fucking getting hungry just thinking about this yeah, shit right it's now. It's really good. <laughs> um, um, but let's bring it back a little bit. Uh, so then you go through the motions. You get your apprenticeship done. You get your, you know, you bounce around between a lot of kitchens. Yeah. And then does it end up, are you like, fuck, like I've worked with so many people. It's been great. But now I have this skill set and I have this desire to kind of branch off, do your own thing. Is that kind of where edible, the edible story comes in into play or so, how, when, when did you establish? So like I, so, I, so after like I worked at a bunch of places and I wanted to, um, get some Michelin star experience. Oh, okay. So, and then I was like, okay, should I go off on my own or should I, how should I do this? And then that's when I found the George Brown uh, Italian program. Mm. And that, you get that, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like instead of going out there on my own, yeah, I can they, just take this because I had money it, saved up, up anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, so I did that, right? So I did that. It was only a year as well, right? Yeah. So it's only three semesters. So that was great. Like, you get to travel for, they travel as a group, you know, like have fun, you know, mm-hmm. get, get smashed every night. <laughs> Um, cause there's this two week that you take a two week, uh, you take a two week course in Alma in, okay. uh, Colorno, Italy, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. And then, uh, but every night we just, every night just, just get hammered and, um, and just cook at the school the next morning. And that was great. And then you spend some time in a Michelin star restaurant, yeah. you know, make some good connections, learn some cool stuff. My restaurant I worked at was really cool cause they had, um, one Michelin star restaurant and then they had like the local spot mm-hmm. that did like all the local um, dishes and things like that. Nice. So you got to learn that. Um, but yeah, the, when I came back, I worked for a bit more in Toronto, and then that's when I was like, okay, you know, the math ain't adding up. You know, like mm. if I keep doing this, how am I gonna get a property? How am I gonna get my life? You know, like yeah. going financially. You know, like the, the math just doesn't add up. You're working 15 hours a day for, for you, someone else. Yeah, and you get for paid. someone else's fucking dream. Yeah, like like I didn't like I yeah I understand that statement, but I don't I don't mind because I feel like I'm a good I'm a good like worker. Yeah, you know, like hey, if, don't, dude. You know what I mean? I've literally everything I do is is not for my dream. It's not it's, for my execution. Yeah. It's for someone else. But I've, I've, and I've said it many times to people. It's like I never wanted to own a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Never. Like it never, it never made sense in my no. head. Like maybe, maybe it's a lack of creativity or a lack of forward thinking or, um, or something else. But like it ends up being something that looks like it's more of a headache than than a benefit for sure 
but I can get on board with someone's vision pretty quickly, I think. I think I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm a fucking workhorse, man. Like, mm. if I need to be there for fucking 13 hours, I'll just, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's that's just what that day was, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, uh, no, I agree. Ugh. I think I'm the same. Like, I like I like executing someone else's mm. or whatever. Like, just being at work and just yeah. executing. Like, and whether being, it be well, being somebody that they can fucking count on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Being reliable. You know. Yeah. And um, but yeah, you know, I, I worked for a bit. You know, and then that's when I was like, okay, like I need to figure something out. And obviously, at first, you think about restaurant. Like, yeah. You're like, okay, restaurant. You look at the numbers. You're like, okay, <laughs> garbage. <laughs> I get, you know, do something. You yeah, know. So, so I was like, it's so bloody. That. It's so bloody rare that yeah. any anybody's vision actually works and comes to fruition as they plan. And that's why it's like when people aren't from the industry and they're like, okay, I want to open a restaurant. Simply ask them, did you did you go through the numbers? Like, did you go yeah. through yeah. the stuff have and what you, it takes? Have you actually thought about this, or do, yeah. is this just like a nice little like, idea in your fucking head? And then come talk to me. You and can then play see, restaurant owner. See like, how like you know after, bro. And so, so then I was like, okay, what makes the most money in food? Because I want to stay in food, and like that's where I'm trained, you know, yeah. blah blah blah. Um, so I started looking at catering, and then, um, you're like, oh, the margins are way better on this shit. He, the margin and like less hours, you know. So like, yeah. and so yeah, so I so I met in when I was in the Italian program, I met my current business partner now. Oh right, Alana. Yeah, so. Me and her, like, we, it was just one of those connections where we just saw eye to eye for food. We'll have to fucking sit down. Uh, yeah, I have, actually come, but to you. I actually come when she was busy. Um, uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll figure out a time in the future for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so she's like, she was more a person that worked in like, uh, like test kitchens, like Blah Blah's test uh, kitchen. Yeah, okay. Um, she loves books, you know, like, has like, she gets that, that's where she gets her knowledge from, like, nice. books and like, um, going out to eat at like fancy restaurants, you know, you know like, yeah. whereas yeah, me yeah. was like more like restaurant style. So it really came together um, over the many years that we've known each other. And um, uh, yeah, so then we just started doing dinners together. Yeah. And um, it just, this one I was working at at Ambrose Family. And then it just got to the point, every weekend I was basically doing catering. And then it got to the point where we were like, okay, maybe we can really like find a spot or like really do this full time. Yeah. So one day I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Put in my notice and I was like, all right, let's do it. And then. And then we just started cooking out of our, our homes, pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, small dinners, you know, like two people, three people, you know, and it just started just doing a good job. You know, word of mouth has yeah. always been number one for us. Fucking We barely do any marketing. Um, and then eventually we, uh, we got, I guess, got enough business to be like, okay, let's think of another idea now because we need an actual location. So we mm-hmm. started looking for spots to have like a prep kitchen. Yeah. And then brutal search like it took us like maybe like two years you know like, oh, to, to and then it was funny because this spot it's funny how like we we look but we can't find but then all of a sudden um i think her dad was driving one day and looked at found it like a spot just at sherborne richmond there yeah at the bottom of the condo um like at the time it was nothing there like it was everything was bare yeah and it was like, oh this space looks good and then yeah we we pulled the trigger and we got the spot and then we started developing like a like a concept yeah um, so it's basically an event space in a prep kitchen together. It yeah, seats yeah. Uh, 42 people. Sick. You can do cocktail up to 75. That's fucking right. And, you know, all that's the tables. Good, that, but that's like a, that's like a, either we're jumping into like a 500 fucking kind of a joint or you just keep it nice and chill. Exactly. Very intimate. Mm-hmm. But also like you can still, yeah, like 
50, it's still personable. A fifty-person fucking event is no joke. Yeah, right. Like yeah. especially like a multi-course fucking thing. Mm-hmm. That's no fucking joke. Yeah, and then yeah, so it was great. Yeah, yeah. the size was perfect. Nice. Um, and uh, we uh, and, and so before that we were doing cooking classes as well mm-hmm. because like yeah. I forget how it came to be, but it was Elena's idea. Yeah. And like like I said, like she's like that part, you know, like I'm more like the restaurant, like she's like that yeah. type of stuff. And then um. Yeah, so now that's what we do now. There, we do we do catering, cooking classes, and uh, like deliveries, corporate stuff. Right. So that's kind of how it came to be. Dude, if you um, if you ever need somebody to do, uh, you want know you want know some asshole to teach somebody how to fry an egg. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we are I'm, always I'm, looking. I'm, I'm your man. Yeah, <laughs> the cooking classes are just amazing too. Like the way we do them too are like. Um, they're not. They're not like everyone gets a cutting board and you yeah. like make a dish. It's a group group focus, so everyone. Um, like 15 people come we'll do usually four courses uh, family style yeah. and then each group will do a, a course oh cool and then like yeah you can like drink and move around and you know sometimes corporate people will come and they'll like do zero cooking so we end up cooking everything you know like yeah, yeah. so it's very it's very it's, it's like I just want to do this for fun yeah, yeah they just want to show up they cut like a few things and then so we've learned to make the dishes very like cooking class friendly and like, uh, okay. nice, you know nice. like we like uh, we'll boil the potatoes when we make gnocchi you know like yeah, so yeah, it's already yeah. boiled hot ready to go and they just come and they, they do the fun part yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's be honest it's, the majority of people are just they they have this idea about food where they're mm-hmm. like like restaurant people get it or or industry people rather get it like mm-hmm. if you're in a hotel or in a restaurant it doesn't matter you're like yeah there's just some parts of the job that fucking suck exactly they suck fucking ass yeah and nobody wants to do them mm-hmm. but they have to get done and that's fine. So then you just eliminate all so that. We try shit. to exactly, something like, that's a good way to hey, put, yeah. here's some fun ass shit to do with food, but like, don't don't get it twisted. There's there's shitty work behind all this. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So like exactly, and like we we figured like um, what was I gonna say? Like uh, like if if we like we even have clients that come to us and say like, I know my group. Like I don't want to do a lot of cooking. You know, so we'll mm. make it even more prepped. So they yeah, come yeah. in and literally just do okay. like 15 minutes of cooking and then... And, then, and the rest is just socializing and fun. Socializing, yeah. 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 Oh, that's you know, fucking so rad, dude. Yeah, so, you know, we figured we figured a good sales kind of thing is like um, to get these people to come back to mm-hmm. us is basically um, like everybody like works somewhere. So like they'll do a corporate catering and then they need to do a holiday party at some point or something like that so mm-hmm. they come back for the cooking class uh, and then they also have their own personal stuff right so they might want to have a birthday party or, yeah, or a small like, thing hey, can you so, do this in my house or yeah. do you do yeah oh, so it's there's three avenues that's that we like kinda, the perfect fucking word of mouth kind of situation you're like hey yeah. I had these 20 people and I know at least 10 of you assholes are going to throw a holiday <laughs> yeah, party exactly so like <laughs> yeah yeah, so like I, I mean, I mean, asshole in the nicest possible way. Yeah, of way, course. Yeah, like, for sure. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our, our industry is literally the service industry. So, like, yeah, we call customers assholes, but like yeah, yeah. in a loving way. Yeah. Well, we love our customers. Some, yeah. Sometimes not so loving. We but. do so much more for our customers than anyone will know. Yeah. And um, so that's how that came to be. You know, we were doing lunch service at the beginning mm-hmm. and stuff like we were still trying to figure out like what we were good at, what direction you were going in. Yeah, and yeah. then um, yeah, so that's kind of how it is now. Nice. You know, catering and stuff. We we do weddings all the time. Yeah, um, like the year of COVID, we we were projected to do huge, huge sales. Um, we had like ten weddings booked that year, nice. or something like that, and, and then it all and it all went down. Um, <sighs> but you know, do you, do you guys still have the space though? Yeah, we still have the space. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Hey, you should come by. I 
Fucking A, dude. Um, I would love to. Um, so then how... I mean, how, ma- how many people do you have with you? Is, it, is this kind of like a... Like, obviously, it's not just you. I think I met a couple of your boys over at uh, at Nick's place the, yeah. the couple of months ago or whatever. But, like, do you... Is it something that you're, like, you're helping to kind of bring up the next generation with, or is it more like you need, you need to be, because of the events and the, and, and the skills involved in it, do you need people that are more, that are, you know, they're, they're, they're out of that, that green stage. They're like, look, I know how to hustle. I know how to cook a little bit, but like, is it one of those things where you're Mm -hmm. like, you're trying to bring people up in the system or is it? I need people who already know how the system fucking works. Like I, I really try my best to bring people up. Yeah. Either like either way. Like I just like I really try to teach people and I give them like it's catering. So there's a lot of there's a lot of different op- like we can bring in whole birds or whatever you like mm-hmm. we can to create more work even for people that want to yeah. learn stuff like that or practice a, yeah practice tracks butchery or whatever yeah. yeah. Um, and like we we have a lot of leeway to have people give them trust and be like okay we need risotto for you know this, this like thirty people like make one you know yeah and like a lot okay. of our customers are open to like like some a lot of the times like the menu will just be like a spring vegetable risotto and then but mm-hmm. we can do whatever we want really mm-hmm. um, but yeah I mean we have a we have like a core team yeah basically we try to get like stronger people in for the prep. Mm-hmm. And then we, on execution day, we might have some more green people just for the execution, like just yeah. hands. Well, and give them a little bit of exposure, right? Like, yeah. hey, hey, 85 percent of the work was already done, but this fifteen percent is just as important. So, like, pay attention. So yeah, so I've always lived my my chef life as a like a like break it down like prep, mm-hmm. uh, service or the execution, yep. and then the breakdown. Yeah. So like yeah, you I teach a lot. Like that's what I teach basically. Mm. You know, so like when you so like in a restaurant, yeah, you do it all in one day. It's compact every day. But then in catering, it's it's very different because like you have multiple events, multiple things you got to prep for. True. So it's more like two days is prep, then one mm. day is execution, then that follow up on the breakdown. The breakdown sometimes is two days even, right? Because you got to go say. back to the event and like if whatever yeah. equipment you've rented or whatever that has to be. Exactly. Fucking organized and yeah. broken down. And here's so, all the fucking plates and here's yeah. the, the chafing dishes or whatever the hell you're using. Yeah, right? so I try to teach people the like a, that whole process. Mm. Um, it's hard because a lot of people do come from restaurants. Yeah. And, you know, they, they'll tell you, they'll be like, oh, yeah, no problem. But then when you actually get down to it, it's like, oh, I actually have to do it this way because of this. Yeah. You know, so... So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's <laughs> but, it's I mean, a, little, a little frustrating sometimes. Yeah, like... I think our biggest event was like 800. We had like a... But at that time... At that's that time, cool. I... Um, Son, how big is your fucking I, roster that you're pulling from then? Yes, yeah, so that's what I was going to say. At that like, time, I had servers and cooks individually. Like, I would hire them individually, like, personally. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't use no agency. Like, we use agencies now, because yeah. it's the way. But I didn't know at the time. Uh, you so were, I was... You were fucking, I was cold, fucking cold texting people. I was fucking texting... I had like 100 people i was texting just to like yeah. get these people like you here's, know here's the list let me blast out text whoever the yeah. first f- 15 people you know, to respond they were responding and shit and like i was talking like you know people get lost you know people text you right you get they get lost they don't know where, where to go you Ooh. know like all this stuff it was crazy and then um Bro. but yeah that was but the ross yeah at the peak like before covid there was a time when like the team was golden 
you know. Yeah, like, yeah. But that's never happened you, you before. Caught, you caught that groove, and you're just like, mm, it was mm, great. Mm, and it was mm. just like, it's like team was good. Music to your fucking ears. Come in, and everything was just rolling. Um, but yeah, the roster does change a lot in catering. Mm-hmm. I guess it's probably pretty, probably similar in restaurants, I guess. Similar to restaurants, I think, in that regard, I mean, yeah, it's been a number of years since I've been super heavy on the catering. I think the last time we used to do a lot of catering was at People's. Um, People's Eatery. We'd do some off-site stuff where, mm-hmm. you know, we'd prep everything at the restaurant and then... Um, and then we'd send, you know, celebrity chef Dustin Gallagher. Here's all your mm-hmm. food. Fucking go cook it, dude. Um, but, uh, but no, like restaurants. I I remember when restaurants used to be, and this is gonna make me sound fucking way older than I am. <laughs> but like, restaurants used to be like, you had a solid core kitchen. You had a core front of house. You had core management. You had like core, and there would only there would only be these few little outlier pieces of like maybe a dishwasher every six months you'd have to kind of replace, or um, or like a food a couple of food runners here and there, depending on the season. And you, generally, you'd generally have to older people too used to work in the industry. Yeah, I find, I find like, it's a lot more younger people. Younger people now, but they're like. The young people now that I, like, there recently a woman just started at, or I say woman, she's a girl, she's 19, mm. uh, just started at the diner, but she's got, like, she's got that old school mentality of, like, she's got the gift of gab, but she's also, like, I'll hustle. You can you can see it in her eyes. She's, like, she's a hustler, mm. and that's fucking awesome. And, like, I haven't seen that in a fucking 19, 20-year-old person's eyes in, like, I don't know, probably six or seven years. Albeit, I haven't really been paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those things that, like, it brings up for me, for like the next generation, is one of those things where you're like, are you guys going to hustle? Do you have that kind of push? Um, but sorry, what were we talking about before? I feel like I've taken that onto a tangent. But, um, Do we do we do we need the hustle though? Do these this is yeah. something no, I, I need it? Yes. Right? Yeah, like hundred percent. I'm 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 of the camp that we do need the hustle. You need to like I'm not saying you need to kill yourself for food. I don't think anybody should like when you hear those old stories of like chefs losing stars in Europe and you're like and then they commit suicide, it's like, mm. dude, food's not worth that. Mm. Food's never worth losing a, a life over. That's a one way one way path. Yeah, that's like I don't I, I that that's that's a mentality I, I I'll never support. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, yeah, great. You can you can go to the nth degree on nerding out on food, but like if you end up if you end up harming people physically or yourself physically because of it, outside of like you know cuts and burns and things like that that are just gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Or like you know a hurt knee because you're a little you're standing a little too long. It's like anything outside of like that is like I I, 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 I don't get on board with. And it's not that not that I don't think it served its purpose. I think to a certain degree for a certain generation it did. Mm. But moving forward in the age of the internet and the age of fucking tattletales mm-hmm. <laughs> and cancel culture, I think it's. I think it's important to to recognize that yeah, there should be a bit of a balance. 
physically and mentally like even just before this we were talking about like you know going to the gym and like just you have to take care of your body physically so that you can so that you can work like a savage like Mm -hmm. i work you know 10 hour days now which is like seems like almost like borderline a half day compared to what i used to do but like you know four four or five days a week i'm in the gym for an hour hour and a half Mm-hmm. So that my knees don't hurt, and my my shoulders don't hurt, and my wrists don't hurt, and everything just feels better. Mm-hmm. That I think moving forward, I think that's kind of my message for the next generation is like, look, take care of yourself physically so that you can do all the physical. Take care of yourself mentally so you know that that person who didn't like their eggs cooked that way know that that wasn't your fault. They're just an idiot. I mean, sometimes it's going to be your fault because you overcooked the fucking thing. Mm -hmm. But like, know that, know that it's just food. Like, sure, it's food. And I respect food to the nth degree. And I'm like, I'll, I'll do just about anything for food. But like, if you end up internalizing all that, which I think a lot of young cooks do, we just had somebody quit. I'm not going to say his name, Mm. but he was like super green, had never worked at a kitchen before. And I was just like, look, man, it sucks. It sucks for a certain amount of years. That's just the nature of anything. Mm. And there's no really getting around that. Like, it just kind of sucks. But here's the thing. Know that it's a skill. You can build a skill. You can do all these things that I think a younger generation, cooks, servers, even like, I'm sure you had people on your roster that were like this, where it's like, you don't, you're just like, I don't know if you get it. Hmm. Like you get it you get a certain amount of it but like maybe I can help open your mind up to a different side of it but then that person doesn't want to see that side of it yeah. I don't know it's like I mean yeah I mean like that like I say I don't know but like clearly these are thoughts I fucking have but yeah. like when you when you play any sport or anything like that you, you hmm. suck <laughs> in the right. beginning right and then you kind of just start to learn to get better hmm. um, yeah like but catering yeah catering has this weird thing around it where like you know chefs or whatever whoever will be like oh it's catering you know like it's just yeah, catering. Yeah, you know whatever. like it's whatever you know like and that's one of the things i i really like bugged me out at, at culinary school even like because mm-hmm. they all just focus on restaurants whereas like for me i've always focused restaurants and hotels man they're like here here's it. here's where you can get a Maybe job it's like Guaranteed. a partnership money thing but like i think i think likely yeah. you know like but but you know like it's, it pads it pads their statistics like 90% of our students end up working in the industry it's like yeah but they also go and work at the fucking Hyatt and cook yeah. rich people soft boiled eggs for fucking 12 hours a so day. like I've always looked at you know like <laughs> grocery stores is is, is like, is like I, it's like gotten really much better now grocery stores but mm-hmm. you know back then like it was like looked down upon if you worked at a grocery store mm-hmm. you know but like that's still stuff involved there where you can yeah. learn and like all these other things right like um, but now it's like but now it's funny because now that 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 thought is like really big now because like with recipe testing and like mm-hmm. food photography mm-hmm. it's like these are mm-hmm. all av- different avenues that you can take in the food industry but they don't so much tell you when you're young yeah. they just tell you that you gotta go work and find the best restaurant work yeah. in there yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and then yeah and like that goes on to like the work life balance thing like uh, that's I think me and Atlanta were smart enough to have that like that, you like, already kind of had that innate like, idea like if we wanted a family for instance yeah. we couldn't have a restaurant 
like yeah. we could but like you know what I mean like yeah. it would have been it just impl- too, it's, it's so many more factors too much things to like you can't see that far yeah and then like so like catering was always in the back of our minds like that was good catering mm-hmm. was good for that you mm-hmm. know like nowadays when we when like we're so like we're so um, flexible with our staff like they want a day off just to have dinner with a friend done you know like and that's also why catering is good is because like um, so you have a big event on Saturday but Friday everybody wants to go out and do something okay so we'll take Friday off but we'll come in Saturday super early you know yeah. or come or in Thursday, Thursday night or Friday night even yeah. or you know do like a midnight shift you know to get all the prep done yeah. you know so it's very flexible like that right nice. you know so that's also very that's also been very good for us as well nice and um, but yeah the, the balance is, is, is very key yeah, and I mean, now thinking like, I mean, obviously when I was, you know, 23, 24, and I'm like, do I want to leave the fucking industry? Like, what do I do? I didn't have a backup plan. Like, I mean, I still don't have a backup plan. Maybe maybe this podcast one day will be the backup plan. But um, <laughs> for now, for now, it's just a fun hobby and conversations with friends. But um, it's like, you don't think... Or at least I, I didn't at the time. I wasn't like, I was just like, yeah, I could just I'd do this forever. I could just, you know, get drunk every other day and, and fucking and eat tasty food and cook tasty food. and Nothing like that, having beers after service. Is, bro, I mean, that's one of the things I miss most about being sober is like the post-service, shoot the shit, have a beer and a cigarette and just like, oh man, it's nothing glorious. Like, nothing like it. It's glorious. It's 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 something that like I genuinely miss. And back then too, it was much more like yeah, much yeah. more glorious than oh, it is today. Yeah, man. You just like you'd take your beer and nobody really cared and you'd just walk outside with it and just in the back alley you'd have your you'd have your beer and your cigarette and nobody busted your balls. Nobody was like, Oh, liquor license. It's like fucking ugh. Mm. And I'm not I'm not saying that that's like necessarily a good thing. I'm sure lots of shenanigans happened with all that. But yeah. There is a there is a uh, a nostalgic feeling around that kind of mentality where you're just like, or at least for me, there is, where it's, yeah, you just fuck that service sucked in like the best way possible. Like everything was executed really well, whether it be a catering that I was doing or a restaurant I was in at the time, and then you just you had a smoke, and then you just went and cleaned, and life was okay. And you had a you had a couple of beers after service, mm. and then you went home and you slept and you did it all over again. Or maybe mm. you'd be up until three a.m. drinking, <laughs> and then you'd still go get home, up. sleep, and do it all <laughs> over again. Still, just a little foggier. Mm. But like, I do. I mean, is maybe is there an element to it that you find sometimes? Like, I find myself sometimes looking back on it in this really fond. Uh, you know, rose-colored glasses kind of a way. But I'm like, I was also, but I can also see now that I was not building any skills to help me develop as a person. I was dumping so much energy into someone else's mm. vision of a restaurant or a catering or a hotel or a, or a whatever someone's work situation is that you end up like just ignoring so any many, personal development. So many stuff. Here. I didn't go to family functions. I literally Thanksgiving at, um, so like my family, my extended family's fucking massive. Um, and like, I didn't go to like a Thanksgiving or like a, a holiday thing. Uh, normally they do like a civic holiday thing in the summertime. Um, 
like a big party and there's like 50, 60 family members there. I didn't go to it for like six or seven years. And I showed up one year and they're like, oh, you're here. <laughs> I was like, you're alive. Oh, yeah. I guess I, I kind of just like, turned off that part of my life. Yeah, for sure. Like it's, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's fucking bananas, man. Like, and and I I never want to like, I never want to talk too much shit about the restaurant industry because it is something that I love and it's such a part of my heart. Uh, yeah. But the personal sacrifice when you're younger, or at least the way I was brought up, like one of the first things that was ever said to me in a professional kitchen that I still remember to this day. When I tried to ask for like time off was hey man you're gonna miss shit hmm. and good. I think I took it way too to heart where I was like okay I'll just miss everything I don't care hmm. and I just I don't think I asked for time off for three or four years hmm. yeah. I was just like yeah I'll do okay yes 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 I'll do it and it's like the personal teach you, you have to say yes you have to say never say no to the chef right you know, like, it's fucking never say no. insane you know, like it's but it doesn't breed like an individualistic like, and I'm not saying everyone today is like, I am a special little flower. It's like, fucking no, you're not. But like, you, there should be focus on the individual. 100%. Not just the vision. Not just the vision. It's like, I don't know. It's like, like the people make up the vision. Right? And like, I, I guess back then it wasn't, that wasn't a thing. That mm. wasn't how the, that's not how we thought. I mean, there's still they, a lot of places that fucking still think that way. There is. Yeah. You know, there is. Um, they're 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 going down, but like, like, I, like I, I did the exact same thing. Like I never I, when I was deep in the cooking, I just never saw my family. Never went to the family functions. Yeah, just had to work, had work, work, work. Doesn't it seem fucking psychotic yeah, now it's, though? It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so like I want to see my family. Or like I I was, uh, I mean I'm not super close with them. Mm. Um more close with my like immediate family now but like even for the last you know I've been sober for two and a half years and that's really been the time where I can I can get to know my family because I have a bit more of like a mental focus for it mm -hmm. but like fuck dude there was like probably about 10 years where I just didn't talk to them in any kind of important way yeah, yeah. It like, was like a yeah. I'm doing okay. I'm working a lot. Yeah, like a, I'm like, tired. <laughs> like a big changing, like a big turning point. I guess in my life was when I, uh, like before I opened the business. Before I, I went to India. Actually, worked there for. I lived there for a year. I was the I was the executive chef of the Canadian High Commission, in uh, Delhi, and um, I, I was just working like crazy. Yeah. Like didn't didn't speak to my parents for the whole year, like didn't speak to anyone really just worked and i was doing like oh man like 20 hour days there it was it was just madness and then um but when i got back i it really opened up like how i should change my life yeah you're like Cause, oh that wasn't healthy like that year just flew by yeah and like i did nothing but work i did i barely went out i didn't even see the like do all like the mm. all of what the regular tourists do there you know like yeah. i just worked and yeah, I came back, you know, and it just really made me understand food also in a different way where it's mm -hmm. really not just about cooking. Like there's like everything involved behind the food mm -hmm. is a lot more important too. Like you're not going to understand like a different cuisine, for instance. Yeah. Like you won't know what like Korean food is if you don't know the history of it or mm -hmm. like where, where all this stuff came from. Yeah. So 
it's all connected that's when you started yeah, to figure yeah. out like oh so you know this this is connected by this mm-hmm. and that's why i need to put more time and you know maybe not going to work maybe doing something else mm-hmm. and uh, yeah like well, and that's and that's where the books come into it, probably on Atlanta's side, right? She's like, no, 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 dude, I've read about this shit. Like, yeah, so, <laughs> like, but she was very, good, she was very good in helping me. Yeah, be like, okay, we need these days off. Let's just not book. Like, we have, yeah, people yeah, we, inquiring about them. We but need, no, let's take them off. We and need, I'm like, I'm like, good, fuck that. We're good for the money. Like, like let's yeah, like chill. I'll be like, fuck that. Let's let's do it. Like, yeah. let's fucking let's fucking do this. Let's bang overload it, up. it. Overload it. This exactly. Month. Overload. Exactly. <laughs> book everything. That's my thing. I say to her all the time. Book everything you got. And then um. Cause she does all the bookings, right? And yeah. then, um, but then she's like, "No, no, let's let's do it." And then, but then when the days off come around, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh shit, makes so much sense." Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, oh thank you. Thank like, you. Yeah. So much. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then, like, okay, great. You know, like, so in that sense, yeah, the days off really do, you know, yeah. having time to yourself yeah. is really important. Well, and time and time to reflect. Like, I find now I, um, you know, I'm trying to do this kind of like a morning meditation every day of just like it's just breath work and it's not like i'm not saying any kind of special thing to myself it's just breathe in breathe out just for like 10 minutes early morning right the first yeah, thing yeah kind of first first thing like i make myself a tea i sit down on my friggin' yoga mat and i just like do my breath work set a little timer when the timer goes off, usually like 30 seconds before the timer goes off is when I finally like clear my mind of anything. And then I'm like, great, I have 20 seconds of nothing. Um, but it's, uh, it, it, it gives the mind time to just reflect, which I don't think, I mean, certainly now with like social media and, and the internet, you know, you see a lot of this kind of get shoved in your face of like, meditate or fucking just uh, do something for you and self-love self-love all that shit mm-hmm. right like and don't get me wrong i do all that shit mm-hmm. but like i wish i <laughs> i wish i paid closer attention mm. 15 years ago i suppose is 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 the final thing it's like in in any young cook that like i've had a couple uh young cooks tell me that they've listen to a couple episodes or something like that and and they're like hey man like that's really cool i did i've never heard that before and i'm like cool like keep just give it a try mm-hmm. fucking and and my my version of fucking self-love fucking might not be someone else's but i think it's important to be reflective for your mind for your body for anything and whether or not you take away anything from that current day's reflection or if it just is something that down the line you're like okay cool i can i can pull this from it and this has helped my heart or this has helped like you for the days off you're like oh fuck i didn't even realize i needed one Mm. of these but like thank you like and you might not say it out loud to her but you might just it might just be like an internal thing where you're like thank you yeah Yeah. like just just imagine like a chef being hardcore trained and having a day off he'd be He'd be like totally like he'd be even if he did jittery have a good time. as a motherfucker, just jittery. like I should be working. I should be working. Exactly. But even if he did have a good time, have a day off, he might tell himself, right? He might tell himself, "Yeah, I should be working." Yeah. So yeah. it's like this. I told myself that fucking right? so many. It's fucking like this times. weird mentality thing as well, like in like that that gets drilled into us as we're young, mm-hmm. and like that goes back to being having good mentors. You know, like mm-hmm. having proper mentors will really, really just help you. Yeah. 
and the young guys especially. But hopefully, I mean, hopefully that it seems like that that's the that's what's happening now. Mm. The movement is really going towards, you know, having days yeah. off and not working all these hours. And I don't know menus. I guess I kind of see menus being more uh, made in a way where it's much more easier during service as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. things like that. Yeah, there's like you know you have fucking seventy five to eighty percent of the prep done ahead of time, and it's just plug and play. Yeah. Um. But like. On that, like, you know, it's being pushed a little more these days. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine, uh, I think actually with Matt, uh, Matt Taylor, the bi-weekly co-host, um, where it was one of those things where we were, we, we were saying just like, you know, we were kind of becoming the old people in the room where it's like you... We're like, well, the the kids these days kind of bullshit, right? Like, I'm I'm entering into that mindset officially now, which means I've probably been in it for the last three or four years. But like, I'm just noticing that it's there now, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, that kind of just comes with age. Um, but like, to have the to have the like the wherewithal to know that like. Okay, a previous generation, maybe the generation that brought you up, like how, how old are you? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Okay, so we're around the same fucking time. I'm thirty-one. I'll be thirty-two later this year. Um, we're kind of in that same generation where, like, I wasn't, I wasn't physically assaulted in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't kicked, punched, yeah. fucking pushed, yeah. but verbally, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's that thing where, and then the generation that only verbally assaulted us. Or maybe threw a plate close to us, but not at us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they always get it in between sh- you. Right? It would just be like it would just be like fucking or you know fucking a, a mason jar or something got thrown because of something you did, and the chef didn't have the emotional intelligence to just not do it. Mm. But like their generation, there was kicking and punching and burning intentionally and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So I, it becomes this thing where we end up wanting to do better, or at least. I find myself paying closer attention to the emotional side of it now where I'm like, look, I'm not going to punch someone because they burned bacon. Like that seems fucking retarded to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am going to be upset about it in the moment. But then I do my best to explain like, Hey man, it's okay to be upset in the moment. Mm -hmm. But 30 minutes later, if you haven't let that go, then that's something you need to address. Like, you can hold on to it. Hold it. Sure. Hold it. Hold it right there. Hold that emotion. It sucks. You don't want to feel that. That's fine. But to feel it is better. And then just to let it go 30 minutes later is not. Is way easier said than done. And I find myself struggling with it all the goddamn time. But, like, I'm not yelling at somebody. I'm not like, man, you're a fucking piece of shit. Or, like, let's fucking go. Mm -hmm. Like, get your shit together. It's like, like, no, man, look. We're all going to make mistakes. I make mistakes fucking on a daily basis still. Mm-hmm. Not the same ones I used to make 15 years ago, but, you know, new ones. Inevitable, yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where you're like, how can I shift this for the next generation? And mine, mine ends up being, I'm like, I think with the amount of self-reflection I do and therapy and all that jazz, it's like I can try to 
to say something along the lines of like, and I haven't really figured it out completely yet, but it's like food is emotion. There is so much emotion tied into this. Like even just a breakfast at the diner, the eggs, the bacon, the toast, the, Mm -hmm. the, the hash brown. It's dumb, simple. Like when you just eat it, it's tasty potato, it's tasty egg, it's tasty, whatever the fuck. But there's so much emotion put into that, that, it's hard not to get attached to it. And if you don't get attached to it, I kind of question who you are. <laughs> but I've never had bacon. <laughs> but it's one of those things that, like, I think, and like you're saying for, you know, you're like, cool, like, yeah. You want a day, you want that day off, you're trying to see a friend, maybe your friend's in town for these eight hours in between flights or something, and you need those, like, mm-hmm. three hours to go have dinner with them. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah, take that time off, but we do still have a responsibility to the business or to who we are when it surrounds food. So you need to show up for that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's later or earlier, it doesn't like, matter. If, I, if I'm, if I'm sacrificing something, then you got to give something yeah, back as well. Right? Exactly. Like there's, there's that give and take. And my thing now is like, look, there's going to be an emotional give and take. You're going to feel really uncomfortable and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel scared and you're going to feel all the butterflies in your stomach like mm-hmm. I don't feel those butterflies anymore <laughs> because I'm you know as much of a degenerate as I am or used to be or mm-hmm. whatever the case is and it becomes this thing where you're like where my goal now is to push that emotional intelligence forward I'm not verbally assaulting people I'm not physically assaulting them and now I can push forward a small amount of emotional intelligence mm. and like I'm like, I feel like that's my contribution to the next generation. But I'll have my days where I get frustrated and I throw a pan a li- into the sink a little too forcefully and it makes a loud noise. And I'm like, mm. ah, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, uh, personally, yeah, I, I tend to have worked better in kitchens that were on the quiet side. Mm. You know, the ones that are like, yeah. more, like, service is very quiet. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's very methodical instead. Yeah. You know, there's not much yelling. Let's just get into the motions. You know, like, and the, one of the things I, like have practiced over the years just like running the catering company is just like when something wrong happens mm-hmm. I, I i don't speak out where everyone can hear like i'll go up to them personally and make it more like more yeah. like a one-to-one kind of thing yeah. and be like listen like this is this is why i messed up you know let's let's try it try this way next time yeah. you know and i always give them the i always let them know that it's it's really like, it's really no there's no harm in fucking up you yeah know? Like, it's, it's like it is it, it's like like i say this all the time it's like it's just food, man. Like, yeah, it's just food. Like, it doesn't matter. But for some of us, and for a big portion of of how we think about food, it's fucking food. Mm-hmm. So it does matter. Mm-hmm. So finding a balance between those two, dog, it's just food. You burnt it. Whatever. Let's go. Just yeah. try again. Yeah. But also, like, it's fucking food, and I love yeah. this stuff. So understand that you are affecting an emotion as well. Yeah. But it's good to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Gives the opportunity to not fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully after a few times. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really yeah. You you got to mess up. There's just anything you do, you 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 tend to mess up. Yeah. And I'm 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 trying to implement more and more of that in my fucking daily life. Or like a buddy of mine who I go to the gym with, I'm like, "Yo man, can you teach me how to do these cool lifts or whatever not cool but like a, a new lift a new or a, a, a new technique on something and mm-hmm. he's like yeah sure 
and he'll critique me for the first two weeks and be like, tighten this up, do this a little better. Like, Hey man, you just don't go so low or whatever the fuck it is. Like, you know, get your elbows in this position. Great. Cool. Like, but you just, I just fucked up just try a solid two weeks of that exercise. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh cool. Now, now I get the motion. Now I'm into it. Great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I, I think that's something that as a younger cook, I didn't understand. And I was, I was fearful of the mistakes when the mistakes can be the most beautiful lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can be, can be not so necessarily you, are. Would you dwell? Like, would you uh, all the time? All the time? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I it's, still, still have residual amounts of like, there are, there are certain things that I catch myself being like, no, just fucking breathe. Just breathe. It's just food. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's times when that happens. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, but, um, but yeah. No, we're sitting at about an hour right now. Um, I know you got places to be, important people to talk to. Um, maybe we we cap it here. Um, yeah, sure. and maybe yeah. next time we can try and get you and Elena on, and yeah, and come. she can for she sure. can bust balls too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. But um, usually try and finish the episodes with a couple of shout outs to restaurants. So is there any spots you're you're hyped up about right now? Uh, nothing really right now. No? I mean, I'm, I <laughs> haven't been out too much lately. Um, no, any spot really. you'd like to give a shout out? You got boys who got spots. Catering coming, obviously <coughs> yours, the edible story. Yeah, the edible story for sure. Check us out. I mean, I'm on. Not really, actually, man. No. I mean, I heard I, mean, I heard good things about Affinity Fish. Yeah. The sushi spot there that's going to be tied to it. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, they're going to be doing some 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 tasting stuff there. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. And, uh, John, John and Matt are close friends. Uh, who, who should I shout out to? What was, what was the restaurant you were saying on the way up uh, just before we started recording? What was that? Oh, yeah, the, the, the Viet spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is the name? It's like Chinese restaurants because every time I go to Chinese restaurants or Asian restaurants, I don't know the name. <laughs> I just know the location because like it's always a weird name. Yeah. It's uh, is it Vic? No, no. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. That's okay. That's okay. Well, I'll when you're old Chinatown, Gerard. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just, just go anywhere there. Yeah. Um, but anyways, thank you very much. Love yeah, you. Appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Ciao.